2: easewellness.com for the CBD, ease.com and as always the promo code ham.
3: Yep, guy, and it's it's a
2: hell of a deal. You get $20 off your first purchase, over $50, free delivery. The NFL couldn't build the uh, the field for the Bengals that they wanted to build because uh there's some uh, it was an, it was an ancient Native American burial ground. You explain the story to me. We're going to go through some NFL headline stories here. And AJ Green is now out what 6 to 8 weeks. Because of the uh, the field at the University of Dayton, they were playing the play-in game for the NCAA tournament there, and AJ Green got hurt, torn ligaments, guy, torn ligaments. Now that's bad, man. I, I I fall on two sides. One,
3: I'm a capitalist. I'm always pro construction. I'm always pro building because the people that usually don't let us build. Now in California, it's more like I know. Remember, we had this growing up in Davis. They wanted to build an art museum. It was on this. It was on the ground of the burrowing owl. That's the owl that lives in the dirt, oh. and they were not allowed to do it. Now they ended up having to pay. They did it because they paid like two hundred grand to just take the owls out and then put them somewhere else. <laughs> but so us in California relate to that. I always think it's pretty stupid, uh, especially when the NFL was just going to finance this thing that was then going to be given to the community. Right? It's not like the Bengals were going to use it once the season starts. Like it's just for Daytona or, or Dayton, Ohio. But I think where they fucked up, and this is... I blame a little bit of the Indians, and I blame a lot of the uh, of the business side because the players did not want to be there. The coaches did not want to be there. This was a business-driven decision. And it cost one of the best players in the game fucked up ankles. And I think Albert Breer wrote, coaches knew right away the fields were all messed up and people were uneasy. But you, I'm sure they had busts, for, you know... Thirty. I don't know. I have my Ohio State map in front of me, but we've done it in Philly before. You bust somewhere to practice, or you know Fresno State, same thing. You're just kind of there, you know. Coaches, once you're there, even if they're pissed off, they don't want to cancel the practice. So you just kind of keep your fingers crossed, make it through. But you lose this guy; it's pretty devastating blow.
2: Yeah. Look, I don't blame the uh, Native Americans for the uh, for 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 uh, uh, raising a protest. Obviously, it worked. The NFL. Even as uh, we talk about what really matters on Twitter, I don't know if you want to fight that battle, right? Took out a Native American ancient ba- burial ground. Not worth your trouble, probably, for this. Well, clearly,
3: because they backed out, but,
2: right? Which, yeah, they backed out before it even became a controversy, as far as I'm in. But you can't... you like, wh- Why do you put your assets in jeopardy like this? For who, for what? Well, this, this, is business, this is where the business...
3: This is where... At the core of a lot of Belichick's arguments and why you've seen him before, one, he hates Roger, but two, just like when they're at those owners meetings, walking down the hall in a pair of shorts and with his binder, because he thinks all this bullshit is so – he just thinks they're raging hypocrites, right? The number one thing, like, the player safety, we care about getting it right. And then he'll be like, okay, add the pylon camps. And they're like, well, it costs a million dollars. He's like, well, we're all making three hundred million a year. Every team, you know, so it's just like, what are we doing here? What for? Who for? What? And it costs them their best player. Now the counter would be: check out AJ's injury history. He gets hurt a lot.
2: Who's more of reason not to put him to on that hurt? field. Maybe, but if I'm the Bengals, I'd go more of a reason not to put him on the field. On this field, you know. I told you the story. I heard Herm Edwards tell a story the other day about when he was the coach of the Jets, going to play the Eagles. And he would obviously played at Veteran Stadium, and he and Andy Reader at midfield, and they see the seams aren't quite right, and they're like, you want to cancel this preseason game? Yeah, I do. Not worth it. Get back on the bus and go back home. I mean, remember, like, it was a big thing, but Harbaugh wouldn't let the team practice at Levi Stadium the first day with the season ticket holders there. <laughs> because they didn't trust the grass. Well,
3: and in fairness, they were on to something, right? The grass was a debacle. They
2: were. So, like, I, I just... It's July. Like, sorry, I'm. We'll sign some autographs, take some photos, and we'll figure it out. Play but catch or something. If if we have any doubt about this field, we're not doing it.
3: Yeah, it's it's a it's a yikes moment. I mean, it's it's just a bad moment. There's no way around it. It's just it's bad for the especially the way it plays out. Like, once you're dead set on this, you're going to build it, which. You know, when you think about it, like, they're trying to do all this cool shit for this 100. Like, all these people wearing the shirts, it's a big deal for the league. Like, they're going all yeah. in on the marketing campaign. Well, yeah. once that fails, just, I don't know, let the fans come to what are the Bengals practice. Like, it's just, it's, we're trying too hard for for something that's not... Where's the payoff on that one? Well, it's A.J. Green's torn ligaments. <laughs> that's your payoff. And you know what sucks for him? Is he's going to be a free agent, so... Like, is his whole year already kind of lost? Like, doesn't he have written, like, he comes back, but he's not the same, and then people blame it on the injury, and then maybe he's just never the same, but maybe some team takes a flyer on him next. You know, it's just it's going to be hard to tell.
2: Yeah, and, you know, like, six to eight weeks, just because you can come back, doesn't mean you're – If he comes back and looks decent and the Bengals are tanking,
3: would you trade a third-round pick for him if you're the Niners, knowing he's going to be a free agent? Then you can just franchise him keep
2: him? Ugh, do I want to franchise, like, 31- or 32-year-old A.J. Green? Not really fourth yeah fourth you would do a fourth for AJ Green uh, yeah if you're telling me he's what we're how many were well here's the problem guy I'm already being an idiot the
3: precedent's kind of set the Eagles last year traded a third-round pick for Golden Tate so it's just the cost of doing business that's true now Golden Tate had been healthier but it's just again they that's he
2: was gonna be a free agent he was and he left well, let's get to Golden Tate <laughs> Actually, speaking of people that are missing time, the old estrogen drug positive test. He'll be appealing, John, so we'll get the results of that real soon here. When's the last time anyone won an appeal on a
3: drug test? It doesn't seem like it happens ever. They've won some appeals on suspensions. They got four to two or whatever. But to me, the appeal on the drug test...
2: It well, isn't it usually by the time the drug test is public, there's already been an appeal? Typically there is, but for some
3: reason in this situation it wasn't. Like you see Taylor Luan. Yeah. He's already out. Like the appeal already happened, and then he put out the video crying. Gotcha. Which one did you pass? April. Which one, reading golden tape or watching Taylor Luan cry? Did you feel sympathy for either?
2: Uh, well, I'll tell you, reading the statement, I just I don't quite understand how you start taking the drug and then after starting the treatment prescribed realize days later that there was an an element of that drug that violated NFL rules then you stop taking it. What's interesting is he does say and this is because this is what I told you is like if I was taking something if I'm Golden Tate and then I realize a couple days in there's something banned in this I think the first move would be to call the NFL and tell them He says, I reported the situation to the independent administrator of the NFL policy on performance-enhancing substances all before I actually, well, hold on now. He says, I did this all well before a failed test was confirmed. So I don't know. Like, to me, that you do it before you even took the test? That'd be impressive. If you did it after you did the P-test, you're like, oh, guys, I got to tell you about something. If you told them before they even tested you, I'd be impressed. But if you told them after you got tested but before they said it was positive, I'm not impressed. Yeah, to me,
3: these guys, he's been in the league guy since 2010. Before he started taking something, how many times do you think he's heard in team meetings, with trainers, with the doctors, from the coaches, from the GMs, from his agent?
2: Well, John, going back to to
3: college. Everything they put in their body, they run through. If he would have had this crazy spike like a year ago, I'd be like, "You know what? This guy might just be a user." You know, cuz his number one defining attribute is he's the best player after the catch in the NFL. Breaks remember when howie traded for him, analytically he broke more tackles and contested catches, like the way that they can quantify it, he was the best in PFF. But he once he went cuz remember in Seattle, was he a late first round pick or an early second round pick? He never really lived up to the hype. The only thing he lived up to was taking down Russell's wife. But once he went to Detroit in 14, 99, 90, 91, 92, and then last year, somewhat of a down year, 74. Like he's been a pretty dominant player these last five years. That's why I think when Howie traded the third round pick for him, they're like, we're getting he had four straight years over 90 catches. And physical, you know, breaking tackles. So I I don't like just go, yeah, that guys a user. But his story doesn't add up because whenever you go to the fertility drug, it's the go-to because when all these guys get popped, they get cu- popped for fertility drugs because it masks the it's the masking agent. It's they basically give you the female drug that covers up the, the the testosterone spike. Remember Robert Mathis a couple years ago got caught for it, and then they all claim that. I, I have a hard time with. I think it would be more believable guy if it was like a 23 year old or 24 year old like if Debo Samuel got popped like maybe he just doesn't know like it's just a lot going on but Robert Mathis 12 year pro Golden Tate 10 year pro it's like eh. well, are,
2: but, but are the 22 year old guys are they going to the uh... even trying to have maybe a baby they with
3: their wife yeah but my, 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 I, again you're right that's why it never really happens because it's a little less believable like fertility issues at 23, 24 like the fertility issues with Golden Tate and Mathis or whoever if they're 34, 35 it's very believable like their story I get why you always you don't tell your parents your dog at your homework you say listen I left my backpack in Jimmy's car Jimmy's mom drove to work like you give them a believable story that's why this is always a believable deal the problem is Golden it's not a believable situation for yourself to find you in because like you said, I realized three days after how, three days after you've been in a league. This is this is how you've fucking fed your family. Like this is your livelihood. And you get tested all the time. Like you know better. That's why I just don't believe it. Same thing like with Lane Johnson, remember he fought it. I don't know if his was fertility, but this is Taylor Luan, who was not fertility,
2: but Taylor, you've been in a league now. Years. I, I I'm sorry. I, I But he said he didn't know that he took it. Oh, that was his. And that the polygraph and the results of the polygraph test will exonerate. We'll say he's telling the truth. He's going to take a – he took a polygraph. And I, I, I don't think the NFL, me, NFL his, accepts polygraphs. I, I, I agree. I, right? I'm
3: trying to think. I watched it like three or four days ago. He started crying. His deal was like, I had no clue what I was taking. Where Golden Tate is
2: admitting I'm taking – Yeah, his deal was not I was taking a substance and then there was something in it. He's saying like, I don't even know how this got in my body. Right. So he's playing dumb. He's, he's not saying, I went to GNC, took some stuff, and then it turned out it was banned. Well, Golden Pate is saying
3: that, but it was a doctor prescribed.
2: Yes. And I don't know, as we were recording this, I don't know if the B sample... Has the B sample... Maybe it already did come back. Because they do the A, then they do the B. What you know, What
3: Ryan Braun try to do? Try to ruin that guy's life? The guy that picks up the samples?
2: Well, yeah, what was the deal? They tried to like get it from his fridge or... Say that guy. No, no he, that yeah, guy he took, claimed no, that, the guy that, that guy puts in his, guy his took, fridge for the night and then takes to work the next day. Yeah, that guy took it home, and you're not supposed to take it home. Was what he said.
3: And he tried to end that guy's career, and then remember, Aaron Rodgers came to bat for him. That's
2: Right, because they had a restaurant together.
3: Yeah, and Rodgers like, no, this is not possible. And then even he had to back off. That's why now, like, no one really jumps in. You can't, you can't really go to war. Like, I've known Golden Tate for 15 years. The character is impeccable. What he stands for. You notice like even their best... He's kind of got to stay off. Like It is what it is. It's just not really believable. Also, guy... Did you you see the Giants' wide receiver depth chart? They traded for Corey Coleman, or maybe they signed him. He tore his ACL. Uh, Sterling Shepard, the guy they drafted in the second round a couple years ago, broke his thumb. And Golden Tate now is suspended. They're in shambles. Because I saw Lewis tweet like, Get ready for Saquon Barkley to break the touch record this year. Like, it, would it be crazy for Saquon just to hold out of camp right now? Like, I need a new contract. <laughs> this is this, this is about to get
2: crazy. Like, guys, I'm going to have 95 catches. Forget about how many carry. How many catches did you tell he had me had last year? Like, 70? I think he's going to have like Oh, 90, Okay, yeah, so 125.
3: What do you think? Every defensive coordinator when he when he addresses their defense on Wednesday when they're playing the Giants who's the first name that comes out of their mind I mean do they even talk about any other players you even do a scouting report on any other guy we stopped this guy they have no ch- they don't have a snowball's chance in hell to stay within two scores of us if we just shut down Saquon <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're the most one dimensional team in the NFL
3: well they they feel like 1997 Detroit Lions but even the Detroit Lions I played on video games had Herman Moore Scott Mitchell was pretty terrible, but they had Herman Moore, who caught a lot of balls. Uh,
2: What else? What other what NFL stories you like, John? Uh, I
3: saw this, and again, it doesn't mean that much, but you just do the math. You're like, well, who else would be out there? DK Metcalf is basically a starter for Seattle. Like when they go two wide receiver sets, so only two wide receivers on the field, it's him and Tyler Lockett. There's two ways to look at that. One, that's a lot of speed. Like when you, when you think about some deep bombs – Russell's hit the last couple years. It's been the little midget locket, who just who I like. I mean, he's a sweet little player. He can fly, and Russell throws that beautiful little, you know, the, the high arcing bomb. Well, and that, you got two guys. There's a lot of speed. Maybe that opens up the run because if you're two wide receivers, means you probably got two running backs or two tight ends on the field. You're going to try to run it down their throat. Little play action. You like my little scheme talk here. A little play
2: action, deep bomb. I, I do. My question is, I'm looking at the depth chart. Who else is on their team on offense? Uh, I mean, running backs in Russell? I mean, this... Who would you say their third receiver is looking at their depth chart? Uh, Doug Baldwin, uh, retired. David Moore. J- David Moore. Never heard of him. Jerron Brown. Malik Turner. Um, uh, Amara Darbo. Keenan Reynolds. Rookie Gary Jennings. Rookie Terry Wright. Rookie... Who's John Ursua from? Wasn't he a guy somewhere? Mm, doesn't sound familiar. Uh, Jazz Ferguson or Daniel Williams? Who's our tight end? Nick, v- is it Vanette? Vanette, Will Disley? God. Jacob Hollister, Ed Dixon, Tyrone Swoops, or rookie Justin Johnson? I'm telling you, guy, When I, my couple guys, when I'm
3: just asking them questions about certain things, Whenever Seattle comes up. Now, they never discount them because the culture, the toughness. They just say, just kind of peek at their roster. And don't look at number three. Look at everyone else. Look at their defense. And, okay, don't look at three or 54. So, don't look at Bobby. Don't look at Russell Wilson. Look at the other 51 guys. They're not. They're punters really good. Hell, look at them. And it's still. Yeah, but part of when he's there, he makes every tackle. So, it's, he overcomes it. But they're, like, their defensive line, they got rid of Frank Clark. Uh, the dude, one of the guys just got suspended, who they drafted, Deshaun Sheed or Rashawn Reed or who? Uh, one of the Alabama guys, Jerron Reed. Jerron Reed, yeah. So he suspended, I think, six games from something that happened in college. They signed Ziggy Ansa.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Are, are we sure? Uh, and again, Cassius
2: I, Marsh is on the team, John.
3: I'm oh, never boy. disputing their culture or what they stand for. Are are they a lock, eight-win team? Feels like their margin for error is a little slimmer this year, right? I mean, Doug Baldwin, even in limited time, still produced a little for him last year. Frank Clark was a Pro Bowl-level guy for them last year. They did have Earl Thomas the first four games before he broke his leg. They got a lot of nobodies. Now, they... They had a lot of nobodies last year, and they made the playoffs. So I'm—I you won't find me talking shit about them, but I'm, yeah, I'm keeping my eye out if they're just damn the Seahawks are four and six, you know. But it, it'd be a tough four and six. I mean, you wouldn't sign up to play them. No. They, with, to me, if they're going to have success, the two guys are going to combine for like twenty five hundred yards on the ground. Penny and Carson. I mean, they did draft Penny in the first round. So you draft a first round mm-hmm. running back? Am I am I getting Saquon? Well, obviously not. That's bold. No. Are you getting Sony Michelle? Because I thought last year early on Penny was fat. Then he looked better as the season went on.
2: You, yeah, you're you went on he got better. Uh, you know I wouldn't mind hard knocks this year, John. Obviously Raiders number one. Cardinals would be high on my list though. Give me Kyler your- Cliff. Well, I wasn't even thinking about it until. I saw Warren Sharp just rattle off, like, their first-round picks before Kyler, like, the previous four years. And, like, Robert is not on the team anymore. Okay. And then you added—and then you retweeted and added, this, this is a GM that had a DUI last year hired Steve Wilkes, and then was allowed to hire his third coach after he fired Steve Wilkes after one year, and hired Cliff— Okay. got fired at Texas Tech well do you
3: remember why he hired Steve Wilkes? he was on like vacation he ran into him on the beach from like a year ago why he hired him to
2: him. begin with yeah
3: I, I just
2: they had the offensive lineman who's gone now broke his leg John traded Cooper yeah yep Josh Rosen gone Josh Rosen gone Kim DJ, was there one who's the other one I'll tell you here while you're saying what you're about to say well, to
3: me Kim Dice, one he just showed up fat Guy, that video, of the TMZ of him pulling out the cocaine, it was like, and the cop was even trying to like help, like nothing.
2: There's a line of cocaine right here. What? What? I. Well, they wouldn't have even saw the cocaine if there hadn't been a pre uh, a pre existing issue that they had to arrest him for. They didn't arrest him for the cocaine. They were arresting him because they ran the plates or they ran his. He had a war. Uh, he had a warrant for his arrest. Yeah, they, they ran his ID. But to me, they, they would have found to. the
3: cocaine. They weren't searching the car. The cocaine was out on the center console with a line, like the dude was blowing a line at the at the uh, gas station. I, I that's one of the crazier videos, guy. Like Ray Rice probably never getting topped. That's one of the crazier sports videos with like a non no one getting hit or anything I've ever seen. Just a line of cocaine on, and it was so clear. And someone's like. I remember when like, I tweeted it out, I'm like, this is nuts. People are like, how do you know that's cocaine? Yeah, it's just a, a white line on a mirror on a center console with this guy. <laughs> you know? If with it was the Larry Fitzgerald, going- I'd be like, yeah, it's probably just his wife's makeup or something.
2: Also, a little context clue. The police officer's like, hey, Barry, come look at this. What does that look like to you?
3: <laughs> yeah. the, are I you thought, seeing this? Did you agree you could have cut him right there and no one would have said a word? Was that video service? Absolutely. Services? And remember, like, where are you going? He's like the football practice. So I started thinking, yeah. this guy does cocaine. You know, most people get coffee in the morning. This guy does a line of blow,
2: which is now kind of believable. It does make sense. I mean, it you know, get gets you up for the day. Well, but I'm just saying,
3: I think he was doing cocaine with the practice guy.
2: I, that would be. No, I know. Guess. I'm just saying, like, you know, you got to go go to practice. Like, wake you up.
3: Like, I'll, I'll give you one
2: smelling salts. At least
3: you draft Josh Rose in the first round. Other teams still want him? Kind of. I mean, you got a second round pick for a guy that was just picked number 10 12 months before. Do you see anyone signing this player in, in like the next couple days? He's been terrible. He's been in trouble. And they're basically just blasting him like he's out of shape. He's a turd. I'll be a little surprised, even in the NFL, if he's claimed. Now, will he sign? You can never say never in the NFL. But I think this guy's got a wake up call coming. What, what team? Now, Gruden. <laughs> But you can never. They need some. D-line. I was waiting for you to get there. <laughs> all right.
2: hold on. He'll get there. It'll hit him.
3: Yeah, hard. You know, it's like when Shriver ends the hard knocks, and on the next episode, the Raiders bring in trouble player. Find out next
2: week. You know, it's him flying in. Yeah, it's like the sound, I always like the sound of your chain of the chain against like the microphone, like against and the keys. It's like all right. Well, you had some issues, huh? There, <laughs> like Gruden, right? Got a little trouble, huh? Yeah. How you feeling? Yes, sir. I'm ready to go. Yes, sir. <laughs>
3: no. You're right. Can't discount him. Never, never. I, I, Last I, chance I, I retract here. that line of thinking. I retract it. Yeah, he's, his career is by no means over. Uh, it should be, though. I mean, if if he, yeah, I, if the Raiders, you can't. Richie, AB, like how many? Like now you're starting to get the line of demarcate. Like you're jumping the shark again. You know, just let, let it be what's the squad you got right now. You got Richie saying the team captain. You got Antonio ballooning. Uh, But yeah, I I, I think at the end of the day, my theory is that general managers, the reason they keep their jobs longer than coaches is because the NFL business is a little shady and a lot of weird shit happens with money and they like keeping it in-house. That's why they don't let a lot of random people in the country club. Well, who's the one guy that does have a lot of access on the football side to the owner's way of thinking with money? It would be the GM. So like they know a lot of the secrets. You don't really want to let that guy out because
2: he knows what you're doing. And I wonder what secrets wh- are you talking about? Hold on now. You're talking about like uh I'm not talking about parking like lot revenue? What are you talking about? Yeah, I just I just think there's some weird sh- shit that goes
3: on with money in the NFL, like in any big business. And you just slash you feel comfortable with that guy when you have these
2: money talks,
3: you don't want to start over.
2: It's, yeah, look, I think it's a good uh, – I like a good conspiracy theory. Don't you think part of it, even before you get to hiding, like protecting the skeletons of the – I'm closet, not saying just... like
3: they're doing shady stuff with – I'm just talking about – they they're talking about uncomfortable conversations about large sums of money that they just have with this one human. You feel comfortable doing that. Like I can have a conversation about you with podcast money. But again, it's not Michael Bidwell money. But we aren't having that conversation just openly with other people, Right.
2: Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying before you even get there, I think there's something more basic, right? Which is just the GM is the football guy that spends the most time schmoozing the owner. So, like in theory, the GM and the uh, it, with, the owner will have the best relationship with the GM of anybody on the football side. He'll just like him. He might just like him the most. Well, I think he does like. like that's the, time. I think he likes him a lot. Right. Well, he does. But that's just the higher the. That's the hire where the relationship with the owner matters the most because the owner is the one that hires the GM, whereas the GM, in theory, hires the coach. The list of the players that they've missed on in
3: recent memory is pretty jolting, right? You're like, Jesus Christ, these guys haven't hit on a player in a long time. And and then to me, though, that even trumps that is your
2: coaching situation. You had to fire Wilkes yeah, after I one mean, and done. Did they hit on? Did they hit on Buddha Baker? Eh, not really. Did they hit on David Johnson? Yes. Remember, they like that one. We like that one from the, uh, from the show.
3: But that was a third-round pick.
2: Yeah. Well, I know.
3: <laughs> they hit on Tony Jefferson. They hit on... Tyron Matthews. He hit on, he hit on Deion Buchanan. Like, he hit on guys. You know, he... But to me, it's just... It feels like he's just out of control. And, you know, clearly... people. You know, does, does he have an alcohol problem? because he, he ain't he ain't just it ain't, it ain't dry now like he still drinks so it's not one of those where he's like I can't drink anymore right I, I've put down alcohol that's not that's not him he still drinks he had a bad DUI in a city that now you could argue in any city in 2019 he can't have DUIs but 4th of July in Scottsdale or wherever the hell he was in that general area for a guy that's lived there for and that's that's crazy guy that's insane and so they suspended him for the preseason, remember? And when does that happen? I'll give Bidwell some credit, like he did it. He didn't they didn't wait for the league or anything. Like he's like, you're suspended. But clearly it didn't cost him his job. It's weird. It's right. you could argue Arizona's just a weird place. Like that Yeah, well it
2: historically has been, right? Yeah, it's just
3: it's not a normal place.
2: Uh what else? Anything else we need to hit? Todd Gurley, load management, NBA? Yeah, I, I, I did. I don't know if you saw. I watched the video of uh, J.B. Long. I saw our Buddy tweeted out a video of just. It was just uh, Clay Matthews coming up a tunnel and Eric Weddle coming up a tunnel in Rams like for practice. I was like, "Damn, <laughs> look at the Rams." Just weird, you yeah, know. They're feeling themselves. I mean, they're not feeling. Mean, they're just.
3: They're just, they just a little sweet. Like, I just yeah, they're like uh, feel themselves. Wrong word. They're they're just embracing the culture. Like they are. There's L.A. I mean, it's just this is a big deal. You know, we're the fucking Rams. We're good. We just went to the Super Bowl. We got Clay Matthews from L.A., right? Because I saw, like, someone tweeted, Welcome home. <laughs> did, yeah. did you see Jerry? The way he got in front of the crowd at at, uh, at training camp with all the cheerleaders behind him addressing the fans. I mean, there is... And where's he? They, they, he's like, we, we do this in Oxnard. Like, you guys are part of our base. It's like Jerry's a showman. Like, Jerry can... It's like it's Donald Trumpian. He's just a marketer. And I, I think there's something with the Rams there, too. I, The thing where I don't put much stock in at all to Zeke, to not Zeke, but Gurley, his arthritis, when you hear these people talk about it, it just comes and goes. It's not – there's no load management to the pain. Some days he'll just wake up and be in pain. Some days he won't. That's the scary thing with him. Like, he's just kind of shocked. Right, you can't
2: because- say, let's just give him 15 carries a week and that'll be fine.
3: Yeah, to me load management in the NBA is like just to keep Clay fresh or to keep LeBron fresh. Load management when you have arthritis is just man, we're not gonna waste any carries in training camp with arthritis, so we might as well just hope to God we I, I, I think he's a shell of himself. I think his career is closer to done than we'll ever see a big moment. Now I'm not a doctor, I don't know for sure, but I think it's I think they told you everything you needed to no know guy when they drafted a running back in the in the early in the third round. No. like they basically admit and listen I I wasn't that high on Gurley his first couple of years I thought he was a little fly, a little not fraudulent but like a little flawed for all the hype he was getting because he had bad vision once McVeigh got there he became an elite player so it, it sucks for the league because I know you draft every year for your fantasy draft for your wife He's where was he flying off the board last year I forgot about
2: that yeah Pretty high. I mean, uh, I, yeah. First, yeah, first or second, right? The last couple of years. Yeah, well, like Le'Veon and David Johnson, I think were like the one-two combo last year if in the auto draft. Because I remember Alyssa auto drafted by accident Le'Veon Bell. Well, to me, like didn't work out very well. If you remember Le'Veon, uh, oh my god, <laughs> didn't take a snap. Wasn't that productive.
3: <laughs> like if you did auto draft right now, who would be the pick? Saquon. That's a good question. But you'd think, right? But isn't that a little risky? What if their team sucks and he just gets corralled? Yeah, but...
2: Yeah. Who would you like? A lot of
1: that's just kind of based on last year's production. I know. Zeke? I feel like. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.